There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ruler Tech Podcast. I am your host, Dan Cavallari, joining you all the way from Colorado here in the United States. Uh, and it is snowing and it is still, still frustratingly not, not time to ride outside. But next week, next week we're supposed to have some warm weather. Uh, but I'm on the line today uh, with uh, somebody pretty interesting to talk about what's happening in product development in our industry. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the things about the bicycle that has changed only subtly over the years is the drivetrain. Uh, you know, we've had some major developments with derailleur technologies, but largely it's been chain driven. It's been two derailleurs, front and rear. Um, that 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 seems to have worked for a very long time, but there's always somewhere to go uh, in development and it's usually up, hopefully. Uh, and so recently we've seen a few new developments in drivetrain technology. One of the more interesting ones is Classified's power shift system. And it's it's a something completely unique. And at first glance, it's kind of unclear of how it works. So I wanted to talk to uh, some of the folks who actually worked on the project to get a sense of how this product works, how these these uh, the shifting system works, and why now was the time to create something new. And you know, one of the things about power shift, if you look at it from classified, is that there's no front derailleur at all. Yet you do get two types of shifting here, like you would with a front and a rear derailleur. So let's talk a little bit about how this all works, why it's happening now. Uh, so on the line today, I have Roel Van Druten, who is the CTO of Classified Cycling and one of the creators of PowerShift technology. Uh, Roel, thank you for joining me today. Ah, thank you, Dan. Thank you. Where where are you? you it looks beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, uh, in, in the Netherlands, in Eindhoven, and... Uh, I, it's really, really nice weather here. So nice. Well, lucky you, <laughs> um, Royal. Now you've been you you worked on this project for a very long time before we even heard about it. I mean, it was in development for what seven years, correct? Yes, yes, yes. We worked, uh, let's say, under the radar. So, uh, and actually, it was all started actually when when SRAM uh, killed the front derailleur for the mountain bike. So. Uh, uh, yeah, what we also saw is that the front derailleur, of course, if you look from it from an automotive point of view, uh, my background is in the automotive. I, I've developed uh, transmissions, uh, dual clutch transmissions for automotive. Um, and uh, yeah, you look at, at, at how the front derailleur works. You, you try to push off a chain from a, from a sprocket and then you hope the smaller sprocket will catch it. Uh, so... Uh, looking at that technology, we also think, okay, this this can be made better, <laughs> and, uh, and and that actually was the trigger to develop this system. 
So you're taking blind faith out of the equation of front shifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so now, and that was going to be one of my questions actually was, uh, how this rear hub system, cause everything's in the, the rear, uh, there's, you know, your typical rear derailleur, but there's also a rear, uh, hub based, uh, shifting system. And I was going to ask you if that's based on how, you know, a car's transmission works essentially, but let's, before we, before we dive into that, give me a rundown of the basic components of the system. So people have an understanding of what, what, what they would physically be uh, getting if they were to buy this system. Yeah, actually, you have a, a rear hub, so it's it's a wheel with a, with a hub, and uh, in the hub there is a, a planetary gear set, so you can make this this virtual small chainring, let's say, um, and you get uh, also a shifter unit, so uh, you can shift it. Uh, it's wireless. Uh, you have the true axle. The true axle is the receiver, so the receiver will uh, take the signal for shifting and will send it towards the hub. Um, also, there's an advantage that you don't have to pair the hub with uh, your shifter. It's only the true axle that is paired, so you can exchange your wheel very quickly without pairing, and you can go on. So that's that's why yeah, it's a lot of innovations, let's say, in the system. So the the, the paradigm of shifting essentially doesn't change. The the internal planetary gears give you that bigger jump, like your front derailleur would whereas your rear derailleur is still responsible for the finer adjustments uh, as it would on any system. Uh, the, the difference here is that we don't have a front derailleur. Those, those gears live in the rear hub, and it's a specially designed hub from, uh, from Classified. Uh, so that means you, you have to have either a Classified wheel or a, a wheel that's been built with a Classified hub, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Now, one point of clarification that I think is very important for anybody listening who's saying, oh boy, what happens if I have to change my wheel? And I think one of the things that you just noted was that you're pairing the system to your rear axle, not to the rear hub. So you can have multiple uh, wheels with the, with various, you know, with, with a classified rear hub on it. Say you have two of the two wheels, wheel sets, the one to change out in a race. You can swap that out and it won't have any effect. You don't have to pair anything again because you're paired to the rear axle, which that's how it, you control the shifting in the rear hub, correct? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So basically, as a consumer, the only thing that's going to feel different for you is that there's no front derailleur and you have a different rear, rear axle that you have to use and you have this this specially designed rear wheel with a, a specially designed rear hub. For people who don't know how a planetary gear works, uh, you know, and this is how car transmissions work. Can you explain it just in layman's terms, what's going on inside that rear hub when you shift? So actually you have uh, two ratios. It's it's a one-to-one connection. So if you have uh, your, your, let's say, your big chain ring in the front, you always use the big chain ring in the front. So you never, you don't have a second chain ring. So you only have the big one. Uh, then you use the, the one-to-one ratio. So everything in the hub is, is locked. It's, it's like 100% efficiency of your hub. You, you are going uh, at high speed and then you shift to your uh, low ratio and actually what we do in the, in the planetary gear set we we decouple uh, the, the the clutch but we can decouple it under load and this is very specific because normally you cannot decouple uh, yeah a connection that is under load if you, if you look at those those ratchet poles let's say if you put more load on it it will yeah have a stronger connection it will not disconnect but we made a very specific clutch that can disconnect under full load. And that, that's very, very special. There's a, a clockwork mechanism inside that is uh, yeah, really adjusted that you can do every time the shift on and on uh, without worrying. It, it's all automatically shifting, let's say. 
You only have to trigger the shift. If you're listening and you drive a stick shift, a manual transmission, you know that awful sound you make when you grind your gears. Um, that's that's what happens when you shift under load uh, in a car. So how did you get how did you get around that problem so that you can actually shift under load if it's not working like a, a, a car clutch? How does it how does it separate under load? Yeah, yeah, actually, that that's the innovation and and the classified thing. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, normally you have those ratchet poles, and they have a certain angle. And uh, due to the angle of the of the ratchet poles, if you put more torque on it, they will clamp harder. But if you make the angle the opposite, if you put more load on it, it will decouple under load. But then we prevent with a third element, we prevent that the poles can decouple, and that third element can be activated, can be rotated, and that's actually the the background of the system. And that's a very yeah, robust system and it's designed such that with only an electric motor of one watt, you can shift under 1000 watt or even more. Wow. So, so you, yeah, we, we full have on our, sprint uh, mode. Yeah, our pro riders are riding with it. Uh, one, one guy shifted with 1500 watts, uh, no problem. Um, yeah, we, we, we have tested this system with, with 40,000 full power shifts and uh, you, you cannot break it. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, you cannot break it. That's the classified, that's where the classified name is, this proprietary technology. And so frustratingly, listeners, we're not going to get to know exactly how it works, but that's the general idea is it's a clutch system that can, can engage under heavy loads. And boy, 1,000 watts, 1,500 watts, that's, I mean, that's full world, world tour sprinting. Um, yes, yes, that's, yes. That's some heavy loads. Yeah, there's one uh, very um, important thing to to tell about this this planetary gear set is that in in the automotive world, you know that there are a lot of different types of planetary gear sets, and we use a, a planetary gear set that has a higher efficiency than the gear mesh efficiency. So in our uh, transmission, the efficiency of the the planetary gear is more than ninety nine point five percent. So, and this makes the transmission very very efficient and if you then look okay normally you go to your small chain ring eh? and if you go to a smaller chain ring with the same input power you have a much higher force on your chain the, if you go to from the 52 to the 36 for example then your chain force goes up by 45 percent so in our system this is not there anymore so if you run up a hill with the classified system you are on your 52 with a very low chain force. And uh, actually the losses in the chain are much lower. Also those chain forces act on the bearings of the crank and act on the bearings of the hub. So we have done some measurements and we actually see that with the hub system and with the big chain ring in front, you are more efficient climbing a hill than uh, with a traditional two by system. And does that also mean that you get uh, better life and durability out of your chain and drivetrain since you're putting less stresses on it? Yeah, yeah. So less forces means also uh, yeah, less less stresses, less wear of the chain, wear of the sprockets, um, and uh, also we we use quite big sprockets. So uh, we don't have the ten teeth, but we have eleven. So we have bigger sprockets, which also less wear less. And there's one other advantage is that uh, when you normally go shift to larger sprockets on the rear, now you shift your hub. You you will use it much more. Uh, frequently because it shifts so fast and so comfortable that you will use it much more than you would use your front rear. So you will shift your 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 virtual uh, small sprocket, but then your chain line is much straighter than when shifting towards a bigger 
uh, sprocket, then your chain line is angled. And with an angled chain line, also you have more wear on your chain. So what we see is that some pro riders are riding now with our system, some uh, six months, eight months, and they see much, much less wear on the cassette and the chain than they have with traditional two-by systems. Talk a little bit about the uh, the actual physical build of the product. And I'm curious, as, as, any, as any road cyclist will undoubtedly ask you, is it heavier uh, than, than having a front derailleur on. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you did to make sure it's light as well as functional. It was a very challenging uh, design uh, exercise. So, uh, but, but we managed to make everything very compact and light also because already some parts of the hub you can use. Eh? The hub is already there. So we have to enlarge the driver, for example, but we enlarge the driver body uh, so make a very specific cassette interface but this also enabled us to remove the spider from the cassette so in that way we saved also uh, weight from the cassette so at this moment the cassettes are the most lighted cassettes in in, in uh, that there are because we have no spider it, it directly goes onto a conical uh, driver body so in that way we could also save uh, the weight uh, in total the system is on par with a two by system so if you have the additional weight of the hub but you remove the weight of the front derailleur and the move of uh, the weight of the additional chain wing, then you have the same uh, system weight. I want to touch on one thing you mentioned. There is the conical uh, gear in the free hub. Tell me about tell me about that. What's the advantage of that? So the main advantage is that the complete system is built under the cassette, and so if you ride with a classified hub, people will not see that you are riding with a classified hub. Uh, it's like it's classified. You, can, you cannot see that uh, that you are riding with our hub because it's fully designed under the cassette. And we we were also thinking, okay, this is a very clean look. People want to have a clean bike, uh, one by bike. Uh, you don't see anything, and you can shift uh, with a two by system, like it's a two by. Uh, so that's a very nice nice feature. Also, it's more aerodynamic. Um, there's also another advantage. So now you have actually for for the road cyclists, you have a two by system but you have only one chain ring in the front. So also we save arrow losses without having a front derailleur and the additional chain ring. And this is about uh, one to three watts saving. So it's an additional gain that, that you have uh, with the system. Let's talk a little bit about the wireless communication between your shifter and the, the rear axle. Does Is this a proprietary system? Because I know there's a unit that lives in the handlebar, correct? That sends the signal. Can it can it pair to say a DI2 uh, shifter or a SRAM ETAP shifter, or do I need a specific shifter for this? Yeah, so not at the moment. So we have a, a wireless protocol. It's it's our proprietary uh, uh, protocol. It's fully uh, encrypted. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we have no uh, uh, connection yet to the to the to the Shimano or the SRAM uh, shifters. Uh, it would be possible. It would be possible to do this, uh, but at the moment we deliver this this uh, separate classified uh, button that you. It's like a sprint shifter button you can mount on the uh, on the handlebar. Uh, yeah, we are also uh, releasing a mountain bike version of the hub uh, this year, and there we will have also a flat bar shifter for our system. So basically, you could use your your regular DI2 or sh- whatever shifter for the rear derailleur. As you would any 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 time with any system, and then you have a, another button on the other side or wherever you mount it to control the the what would you know the the virtual front derailleur as it yes were. yes and the advantage is also that you can use it also in combination with a mechanical 
group set. So if you have a mechanical uh, rear derailleur, you can use our hub, with, which is electrical. Uh, so then you have, let's say, a hybrid uh, drive chain. But it, it's really nice to shift so fast with this electrical uh, system. Now, in the hub itself, uh, is the hub shell... Is it aluminum? Is it steel? What is carbon? What is the hub shell made of? Is, were there any considerations there that were necessary to change based on what was living inside of the hub? Yeah, so what we, we did different than, than current wheels on the market is that our uh, hub system is removable from the hub shell. So we have an aluminum hub shell, which, uh, uh, which we can also uh, supply to OEMs that they build their own wheels around it. So they don't have to use a classified wheel, the OEM, so they can build their own wheels around it. And then uh, you, our hub, you can just connect it and using uh, a lock ring, like you mount your cassette, you mount also your hub in the hub shell. And this is a very nice system. So if, if you are a user also and you have, for example, a gravel bike and you have two sets of wheels, you don't have to buy two hubs. So you can put one hub in, in the wheel set and remove it and take it to the other wheel set. Is that, a, is that a complicated process of swapping the hub from one to another? No, it, 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 it's so easy. It's, it's, it's like removing the cassette. Also, our cassette is a one-piece cassette, so it's also very easy to remove. You have just your, your cassette lock ring. You untighten it, and you remove the cassette. And on the other side, there's the hub shell lock ring, which is, has the same tooling. So the same tool that you use for your cassette lock ring, you can use to disconnect your hub. So in this way, you are fully flexible and in control. Now, uh, we're going to take a quick break here in a minute. But uh, before we go, first of all, what teams can people see riding this right now? Are there any world tour teams or pro teams that, that they can keep an eye out for? Uh, yeah, fortunately, this is classified. <laughs> but, no, no. <laughs> uh, but, but, but there will be. Uh, there will be. So, so the, we have some teams that are preparing uh, uh, for the race. Uh, maybe it will be very soon. You can read more about Classified Cycling uh, if you go to classified-cycling.cc. And boy, Classified certainly is living up to its name with all this proprietary uh, and secrecy. It's, it's really kind of cool and interesting to see that this is, this is uh, starting to come into the peloton and come into uh, the hands of riders. Um, so go to classified-cycling.cc to kind of see a, a little bit more about how the system works, see some photos and videos, uh, very cool stuff. They also have charts for gear ratios that you can check out. Uh, Royal, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk to another uh, manufacturer that's got a pretty interesting drivetrain that uh, bucks the, t- the typical two-derailleur system. We'll be back in just a moment. Why, hello there. Podcast interruption alert, but I will only take a few short moments to say that if you're enjoying this podcast, you will love the regular magazine. So if you're not a reader already, then you can subscribe at ruler.cc for as little as six pounds per month. If you don't speak Northern Irish, that's six times 100 pennies. And for the price of a few coffees, you get regular columns from the wonderful Ned Bolting, myself, Orla Shinaway, and some of the very finest independent cycling journalism there is, all wrapped up in a wondrously beautiful publication. Go to ruler.cc. I'll leave you to it. We are back with the Ruler Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cavallari, and we are still talking drivetrains. Now, before the break, you heard from Classified and, and what's going on in that world, which still maintains the, the classic chain-driven drivetrain, but with a, a new twist on that. Now, there's other drivetrains out there that are doing something completely 
off the wall different, uh, not even using a chain anymore, uh, a completely different design. And you probably saw it making waves a few years ago. I think it was at Eurobike. Uh, and so today we're talking to uh, Jason Smith, who's the CEO of Driven Technologies, a ceramic speed company. And we're going to talk about the Driven drivetrain, which is a shaft drive system, but it's got a really unique uh, interface between the, the what it, well, I guess I'll call it the cassette, but I don't know that, that that's what you guys call it, um, and, a, and a set of bearings. So first, let's let's walk through. Jason, first of all, hello. How are you? <laughs> hey, Dan, and uh, thanks for having me on today. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's always good to talk to you, Jason. Now, this is this drivetrain that you have developed, uh, and you were, you were sort of the, the brain, one of the brains behind it. Uh, is one of the ones that all of my non-bike friends always send me articles on. Like, have you seen this? You know, it made waves, uh, got out there into the broader world beyond the bike world, which is unique in itself. Tell me a little bit about what it is and how it works before we dive into anything else. Essentially, it's relatively simple. It's a shaft drive, as you mentioned. And um, we have a single speed, single bevel gear set up, set up front, going through a carbon shaft into the rear call it the rear gear face or also the cassette, which um, in the case of what the public seen was um, 12 speeds. And the secret behind driven is that what separates it from say traditional shaft drives are that we use rolling elements, um, bearings, as you mentioned, uh, to transfer the power. Uh, so we're running about 99% efficiency for the entire drive system right now, um, and that's a that's a multi-speed, twelve-speed, um, yeah, drive system. So uh, I think that's why it caught a, a lot of attention. Besides its looks, what do you what do you mean? It's ninety-nine percent efficiency. What does that mean in practical terms for the rider? Yep. Um, so it's a uh, how much of the power from the front crank spindle goes into the rear hub as a percentage. Um, and then to put it in regular numbers, say a rider is putting out 250 watts. And for a lot of the friction facts testing and the ceramic speed testing, uh, we use a baseline of 250 watts. So essentially, if, um, if something's 90% efficient, there's a 250 watts output. That's 25 watts that are lost due to, say, friction and heat in the drivetrain and only 225 watts gets to the rear wheel. What's a, what's a typical chain driven drivetrain, uh, percentage about 90%. It depends. It could be all over the place on clean, new, um, right out of the box, uh, lower end's probably about 90%. Um, when you get into say uh, Dorace level running around say 95%, but then you also get variances within that because you have a two by versus one by, uh, Two buys are more efficient uh, per the testing. We did a, a year and a half, two years ago, a big one by versus two by test, which was published. Um, and then, so that's an out of the, and I say out of the box stock drivetrain, because of course there's the aftermarket upgrades, the oversized pulley wheels, bearings, um, aftermarket optimized chain. If a drivetrain is fully optimized and everything's perfect on that, um, getting up into the, the 97, high 97, bumping up against 98%. Um, one of the things that the listeners need to remember is that's that's fresh out of the box before you ride with an exposed drivetrain. You always get some level of contaminants, uh, you know, not much, say, on a road ride, but once you get into mountain biking, uh, 
gravel, especially cyclocross in the muddy conditions here in Colorado, you're going to get a substantial decrease in efficiency. Um, you could lose, say, up to 20 watts because of a, a muddy day. So now, now we're down into the yeah, 80, 85% efficiency because of the environmental uh, contaminants. What would the driven uh, drivetrain drop to if it got dirty? I mean, is are we talking similar drops? Not as much because the bearings are sealed and enclosed, but it would also be the, um, the version that the public's aware of. And I, and I have to mention real quick, Dan, where for the last seven months, you know, we received funding to keep driven moving forward. So we've got a lot of new developments going on, which unfortunately I can't disclose because we're putting in some patents right now. But the original driven, I uh, was fully exposed. And you, the, the bearings, because they were sealed, uh, would have taken you know a lot of that contamination well, but probably you know, could have lost uh, another four or five percent, uh, potentially not as much as a traditional drivetrain, but, but yeah, still still a factor. Um, if you're listening to this, I, I would suggest just Googling really quick. If you're by a computer, check out the pictures of this just so you can get a better understanding of what we're talking about because it is visually quite stunning and, uh, and interesting to see. Um, you know, and, and what I what I immediately notice is the rear, you know, cog set, the cassette, as it were, uh, which looks like something that wants to claw my face off, <laughs> and how that interacts with this um, this set of bearings. Now, I guess when I look at this, one of the things that I worry about is maintenance, um, because you do. I mean, I don't know how many how many bearings are on that that shaft system, but it's, it seems like a lot. 16. Yeah. 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 16. About 16 bearings. Yeah. Um, maintenance won't be as much of an issue, uh, with the driven system versus traditional drivetrains. And here's the big reason why is with a traditional drivetrain, it's all sliding friction, even the chain, the pins, everything that goes on for the chain to articulate around the rings and you have cross chaining, which means the, the lateral skew. So you get a lot of sliding friction there. And I use this term sliding friction versus rolling friction. And to make it really simple, it's would you rather roll your bike or lock the brakes up and try to push it? And that's that's a that's a maybe a bad analogy, but that's rolling friction versus sliding friction. When you get into the, the driven drivetrain, what we did was we took a, a in, a, in a nutshell, we took a, a, a traditional fixed gear set, which is relatively uh, it can be inefficient when the gears are meshing with each other because even in a perfect mesh, there's still some level of sliding going on. Um, we put a ceramic bearing and replaced the tooth on the pinion. So as the as the shaft goes back to that rear cog, you mentioned the, the 16 bearings on there. What happens is each one of the 16 bearings acts as a tooth per se. And as that bearing engages into a specific track on the rear cog, that bearing transfers the torque, but that bearing will roll through the opposing tooth rather than slide against it. Then um, one of the striking features is that we have 12 of these, let's call them tracks, they're the individual gears. So on the original driven, we have a traditional cassette goes lateral, inboard and outboard. Um, that's how you know, the derailleur is. It derails the chain and then moves it in border outboard. With driven, we're we're in the same plane and we're moving that pinion now fore and aft to change gears 
so that we're, we're, we're actually doing the opposite. Instead of going across, we're moving uh, forward and backwards to, to change gears. Yep. So there's like, a, there's an element of timing to this because the bearings. So if you, like I said, if you Google this, you'll see this fairly intimidating looking rear cog set and, and it is, it's flat, almost flat against the wheel. Right. So it's not like your typical cassette that looks conical. Um, and so the shaft drive essentially is pushing the bearing set back and forth. Right. And, and those bearings have to slot through one set of the teeth on the cassette to the next one. How is that? How is that timed? I mean, how do you not just jam into the next gear by accident? That was one of the innovations that we were pretty proud of at the last Eurobike. So what we do is um, we call it the the split pinion. Ready for this? It's a mouthful. Split pinion with a torque decoupler. Okay? Oh, there's perfect. A, okay. there's, <laughs> a, there's a there's a there's a fair amount of articles on it, and uh, we got the patent on it. And what we're doing is instead of forcing that pinion forwards and backwards through the gears, the pinion splits in half um, longitudinally. So what, what goes on is as half of that pinion is driving, the back half moves over and is ready as that pinion is rolling around, that back half is now in a position to accept the next gear, the next track. And we have a two-bearing torque decoupler in there because on that, that rear cog, the, the teeth are misaligned, right? They're, they aren't lined up with each other perfectly. So one tooth, you could have a trough, and then you move over one at the same point as the tooth tip. So we have a two-bearing torque decoupler that as it goes into the next gear, um, it's almost like a clutch. Um, these two bearings will take up any misalignment so it, it then engages, and as that half of the pinion engages the next gear, as the original half circles around and it's on the back side, it kicks over also. So it's kind of this lead follow with the split pinion. So it's magic, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a fair amount of timing. There's yeah. a fair amount of timing in electronics that are located in the yeah. shaft. Um, well, that brings me to my next question. So, you know, for the typical rider, you know, almost. I, you know, I don't know what percentage of riders are never, ever going to see the inside of this shaft and really don't care what they want is the benefits. Uh, as a, a tactile experience, am I still going to have, you know, shift paddles? How does, how do I initiate a shift? Okay. It's very simple, similar to a one by, um, it just, it's going to be up, down and, um, and that's it. Um, right now we don't have automatic shifting or anything like that. It's, it's completely uh, rider control. Yeah. Is this electronic? Yep. It's fully electronic, okay. uh, fully wireless. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yep. So um, there's, yeah, so within yeah. that shaft, there's gotta be some sort of motor controlling mm -hmm. the, the movement. Yep. Yep. I know we're on audio, but I've got everything right here in front of me. Uh, um, yeah, I know. So this is, this is what's in the shaft. So, um, for your listeners, uh, we have batteries, the circuit board, the wireless, and then it goes into a motor planetary gearhead, And then the, uh, called the hysteresis drum which does the, the lead follow and actually is the, the length of the, the 12 um, tracks, the 12 gears. So yeah, everything is, is located uh, inside of that hollow carbon shaft. Now, I, you know, before I, I got on with you, I was reading a couple articles about Driven and, and some interviews you've done. And, um, you know, when I look at this system, I mean, some of the, the marketing material shows, you know, a guy in Lycra on his TT bike. I mean, 
it, it strikes me as very high end, very, um, you know, world tour race, you know, I got to have shaved legs and, and almost no body fat to, to do this thing. But one of the things you mentioned in one of your article, or excuse me, one of the articles was, um, you can see this running the gamut of price points, uh, for bikes. So it could be on anything from entry level up to the pros bikes. Um, is that, I mean, how, I mean, how are we, how would you, um, make that com- priced competitively? The initial go-to-market plan is uh, it's going to be a trickle-down effect. Going going after the, the high-end, the race, um, the higher price point um, drivetrains. For trickle-down, one of the things that's needed is this is a relatively simple system. Uh, besides the, the wireless, um, we don't have multiple you know, cogs in the rear. Uh, we don't have a lot of the rear derailleur parts. Uh, we don't have a chain. Um, we do have the electronics that are in the system, but we see in another five years, even the low-end drivetrains will likely be wireless and electronic. It'll probably be less expensive than a, a cable-actuated system. Um, another thing is right now we're using a carbon fiber. We're using a lot of high-end material in this, and I truly feel as the technology matures, we can do a lot of cost savings so that um, similar to... Uh, you know, Dury, Soltegra, uh, maybe 105 kind of lineup. We only have about two minutes left here, Jason, and you and I are, neither of us are very good at being brief. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's just brief. It's like, damn, we just got started. <laughs> we do go on. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but just briefly, you know, what's your take? Why are we seeing so many different attempts at uh, new drivetrain systems now? What is it about this era that we're living in that, all of a sudden there's more possibilities mm-hmm. for better drivetrains. Yeah, yeah. One of the things is the, the rear derailleur style drivetrain has been out since the 1920s. Um, so it's been around for a hundred years. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes, but the, the concepts there, but that's that's not a reason in and of itself that, that there's all this new technology coming out. Um, what I feel is that the, the gearing systems, the classified, uh, the pinion, the effigy gear, um, it, it's time for those because there is efficiencies, there's new lubricants, um, there's, there's more reasons, and especially with the efficiency testing that's around now, that, that manufacturers are saying, hey, is there a better way to do this without having a chain and, and a derailleur and an exposed drivetrain? And another, I truly believe, big drivers, the e-bikes. When you get players such as Boss, Bros, Bafang, and now the, the automobile manufacturers are coming into the game. So an automobile manufacturer, their strength in is strength isn't in a rear derailleur style chain. They deal with gearboxes and, and enclosed systems and transmissions. So a lot of that technology, I think, is is going to start coming over into the you know, everyday bicycle and slowly getting away from the chain drive, um, in my opinion. Jason, it's always a pleasure to to talk with you. And uh, if people want to see this system and and get more information on it. And I think you're even, um, you're allowing people to invest in it. Uh, if you want to do all that, where should people go to find out about that? So we have a basic placeholder website right now. It's driven.bike. And then there's also a page on ceramic speed and, um, on the investment, it's actually technically closed right now, but in about two months, we're going to open it up to, um, our second round of investing. Um, and they can always, uh, shoot me an email. It's Jason at driven.bike somebody wants more information or a, like you mentioned a quick google search driven just pulls up sixty-five thousand pages of, of information right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right 
Jason, thank you again. I appreciate it. And it's always wonderful to talk to you. If you have questions about this episode of the Ruler Tech Podcast, please do feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at SlowGuyFastRide or on Instagram at SlowGuyOnTheFastRide. And of course, you can always just reach out to at Ruler Magazine on any of the social handles. We would be happy to answer your questions. And of course, I'm always happy to pester Jason with more questions. So Feel free to use me as your conduit, people. Uh, Jason, thank you again. And for all of you listening, thank you for listening to the Ruler Tech Podcast. We will catch you on the next episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 